Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to Federal Contracting Made Easy. I'm your host, Nancy. So today, we're going to be talking about how to become a government subcontractor. Let's get into today's topic, shall we? We all know that the United States government is the largest producer of products and services in the world. The competition is fierce for prime contractors. As a result, there are companies that are building relationships with prime contractor in hopes to be able to get a subcontract. Many small businesses have gotten into government contracting by utilizing this method. The goal of today's episode is to introduce you to subcontracting. So let's get on to it. First, what is a subcontractor? A prime contractor is the point of contact on the contract and he deals directly with the customer, the federal government. Whereas a subcontractor participates with the prime contractor to help complete the project for the client, the federal government. As a subcontractor, your contract is with the prime contractor. Simple enough. Consequently, depending on the contract, a subcontractor plan may be required. So let's talk about the subcontracting plan. Federal contracts may require a subcontracting plan. When they do, the prime contractor must hire subcontractors. When is a subcontracting plan required? Well, that depends on the contract value and the type of work being performed. Large prime contractors with contracts for goods and or services other than construction, and these contracts are valued at 700,000 plus must establish subcontracting plans and goals for subcontracting with small businesses. So it's twofold. Not only do they have to have the plan, but they have to have subcontracting goals within that plan. For those prime contractors in the construction industry, they will require subcontracting plans when the contract value is greater than $1.5 million. What does this mean for you? In short, it opens the door for small businesses to become subcontractors. Steps to becoming a subcontractor government contractor. Step one, get your official paperwork in order. To protect your personal assets from liability, you must structure your entity correctly. And as always, see an attorney or your accountant and the best way to do that for your business. Two, you're gonna need a Dun & Bradstreet number, otherwise known as Dun's number. This is basically your business credit score. Secondly, you're gonna have to register business with Dun & Bradstreet. Why? Well, not only do you need it for Sam, but also Dun & Bradstreet does do credit rating and it will rate your business credit. Three, you have to register in the system for award management otherwise known as SAM. 
and you can go to sam.gov for that or you can see my video clicked here. Remember the registration is free and it's essential for being paid by the government and government contractors. So after you complete this paperwork you want to move on. To, you're going to research agencies and prime contractors for subcontracting needs and there's going to be directories available for that. Ah, before I forget, please see the description below as we're going to contain links to numerous websites that I'm be listing today's episode. So now that the paperwork is completed, it's time to research prime contractors and find opportunities within your specific niche. Many federal agencies have subcontracting opportunity directories that you can review. The U.S. Small Business Administration, otherwise known as SBA, has a database called Subnet, which allows prime contractors to post opportunities for small businesses to serve as subcontractors. I have known many small businesses that have used this system to find prime contractors. The General Services Administration, otherwise known as GSA, has a subcontracting directory for small businesses that are looking for subcontracting opportunities with prime contractors. The directory lists large business prime contractors that are required to have subcontracting plans and goals for subcontracting with small businesses. The link, remember, will be in the description. The Department of Defense also has a similar directory for large prime contractors that can be used to find subcontracting opportunities. So we just listed three ways you can find it. You can find it through SBA, GSA, and DOD. I'm sure there's others, but we're getting you started here. If you happen to find some more, let us know. We'll share it with the community. That would be great. In the meantime, use the websites above to get started. As you can see, the government wants large prime contractors to use subcontractors. They have even gone out of the way to make it easy for you to find these opportunities. Don't wait. Start using these listings now. After you have completed step two, we can move on to step three. Attend outreach events. It's time to find outreach events to attend. Many prime contractors will hold outreach events, publish notice of sources sought, or solicitations for some work subcontract work. To start, you need to create a capability statement to share with the government contracting officers and prime contractors. Don't know what a capability is or how to write one? Then see our video, then see our video up here. Where are these events held? These events are held all over the country. There's going to be a list below that I'm and going to be in today's show notes that I'm going to list and talk about to you. So if there's not one close to you, you got these I'm going to list four events that you can go to. To find more, uh, more opportunities, you want to go to Federal Business Opportunities and search under Special Notices. If you don't know what Federal Business Opportunities is, I'm sure you heard of FBO.gov. That's the website. Lots of time the government will list opportunities there for you. The first one is GCO Consulting Group. It's a service-disabled, better-known small business that holds events in the Washington, D.C. metro area. A link will be in the list below. Solverability is a government contracting consultant which holds annual events in Florida GovCon Summit. A link down below. 
AFCEA West connects military and government leaders with industry professionals. And the National 8A Association of Small Business Contractors brings together small, minority, and 8A businesses or educational sessions and resources. So after you've completed this step, let's move on to step four. Step four is research prime contractor websites. Prime contractors know they cannot win a government contract unless they have a good pool of subcontractors they can refer to. Therefore, most large prime contractor websites contains information for potential subcontractors. These websites will explain how to register with a prime contractor and the types of small businesses that they are looking for. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a list. Oh, I'm going to give you nine. I'm going to provide you a list of some prime contractors that are looking for small businesses. They'll be in the description. So prime contractors like L3 Technologies, Boeing, Honeywell, Pratt & Whitney, Lockheed Martin, General Dynamics, Kiwit, PCL Constructors Incorporated. I've got a list to all those below. I've only provided you with a small listing of prime contractors above. You're going to have to spend the time and find the prime contractors within your geographical area. Once you have registered on the website, it'll be a good idea to start building relationship with the procurement person within the company. Call and set up a meeting to introduce yourself and discuss your capabilities with them. Give them a copy of your capability statement. Remember to follow up after the meeting and continually after the meeting. After you've been to some of these meetings, it's time to go on to the next step. Step five, prepare your administrative and counting records for being a subcontractor. Step five could actually probably be placed under step two or three. They're not, it's just how I decided to list it. Before you start work as a subcontractor, you need to ensure that you're familiar with the FAR, Federal Acquisition Regulation. The Defense Federal Acquisition Regulation, known as the DFAR, and other acronyms that the government uses. Even though you're not the prime contractor, you need to understand what is required of you. You need to be familiar with the rules and regulations associated with government contracting. For example, FAR Subpart 19.7, the Small Business Subcontracting Plan, and DFAR Subpart 219.7, Remember, the DFAR is a supplement to the FAR for DOD. Also, you will need to get up to speed on FAR Part 44, Subcontracting Policies and Procedures. Explore training opportunities with SBA, DOD, and PTAC. SBA has online and in-class training opportunities available. For online opportunities, I'll have a link. For in-class opportunities, as always, see your local district office. DOD has training classes for you. An example is DOD CLC 001, Defense Subcontractor Management, and Electronic Subcontract Reporting System. Have you established internal financial controls and that are they in compliance with the generally accepted accounting procedures known as GAAP? If you do not know, contact your accountant. If you don't have an accountant, then you're going to need to get one. It's always advisable to have a good accountant and attorney that you can reach to. 
Don't think of these professionals as an expense, but rather they're part of your team. And you always want the best people surrounding you when you're developing your team. The same also goes for your bonding agent if you need bonding. Will your company need a loan if it's awarded a contract? If you get a subcontract, are you going to be able to buy the materials to be able to produce the products? Or if you do services, are you going to be able to provide the cost for your employees to go out there and to work on the job until you get paid from the prime contractor? It could be 60, maybe 90 days. Do you have enough working capital on hand? That's what you need to look at. If not, you may want to look at finding financing options before you need one. It's always best to look for financing options before you need it. Once you have completed this section, it's time to make sure that you know your correct set-aside. So let's move on. What is your business ownership status? What percentage of the business do you own? Is it greater than or equal to 51%? Why do I ask? Because in order to qualify for set-asides, you need to have declared your ownership percentage. If you do not own at least 51% or more of a company, then you cannot claim that status. Also, certain certifications require that you be certified by SBA. For example, you cannot claim 8A or HUBZone status unless SBA has issued the status to you. Why does this matter in subcontracting? Because government agencies will define goals for the contractors for specific types of set-asides. The set-asides include, but are not limited to, 8A, BD companies, hub-zone companies, service-disabled veteran-owned companies, and women-owned small business. Our other articles or our other videos, we have discussed each of these set-asides in detail. If you're not familiar with them, check out the videos here. It's important to make sure that you claim the correct status on your business. If you misrepresent yourself, the government can and probably will take action against you. Or worse, you could suspend it or debarred from government contracting altogether. Now, after you declared your status, it's time to move after you declared your status, it's time to move on. Do I need any documents as a subcontractor? Do I have to have a license? The prime contractor and the industry in which you are in will determine the documents. A license will be needed if you are seeking subcontract work that otherwise requires state or federal licensing. And this brings up another argument that I've had with many a small business over the years, and that is you need to have a license to work on federal property. A lot of people say I don't need a I don't need to have a construction license to work and to perform federal work with the federal government. And that's not true. There is a FAR clause, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but there is a FAR clause that does state that you have to have a license. So don't don't do that because the contracting officer is assuming you've already had the licensing requirements. Your bonding Agent, um, your bonding agent should want to see that license anyways. And it's always good just to play it safe. Get your licensing. Make sure you're covered. So if you're not sure that your business requires a license, check with your state's division of occupational professional licensing. In addition to the documents in step one, other documentation you will need to consider creating include a capability statement. 
A capability statement is a marketing document that will be required as a prime and subcontractor. Proof of general liability coverage. The amount required will be dependent on your industry. Your business may also be required to obtain bonding. This is industry specific. If you're in the construction industry, you're going to need bonding. Why would bonding be required? Doesn't the prime contractor take care of the bond? Your, your prime contractor may require that you bond your portion of the subcontract. They can do that, so it's always good to have your own bonding. And then proposal documentation to submit to the prime contractor. Those are the types of things that you're going to need. So let's talk about small business financing. Because the government pays contractors after invoicing, it is necessary for subcontractors to have access to enough financing to cover the period between the beginning of the work and receiving the invoice payments. You could be required to demonstrate the availability of financing prior to be awarding a subcontract as part of showing the financial sustainability of your business. You can obtain financing capability letter from your lender. By the way, if you're having difficulty obtaining financing, consider using SBA's 7A loan program. Contact your local SBA office or lender for more information. Tell them I said hi, by the way. Becoming a subcontractor is a great way to get familiar with the government contracting. The information that we've gone over is a great way for you to get started as a subcontractor. Please, as always, remember to subscribe, provide a rating, leave me a comment, let me know how you think we're doing, if there's anything else you would like to see, or if you disagree with anything that I have said. And until next time, as always, be safe.